India charts the truth about the markets. Hi good evening everyone and welcome to yet another series of podcast. I am Chavan Krishna and along with me the founder of India Charts Rohit Srivatsav. Hi Rohit welcome to the podcast. Hi Chavan good to be doing another one right after what's been a volatile weekend. <laughs> so Rohit we we might have done around 4 to 5 podcast but trust me this is the most exciting one because i just wanted to know as to what you meant in the long shot report all i can see is rohit as officially turned bear what is your views so my sense is that we had an extremely oversold condition where uh, for once i think i considered the bullish case which i had been probably uh, discarding for a long time and that's what i think the last quarter was all about between september and january we played out the reflation trade and i took a while to actually put it down that you know something has changed so the entire feb i think after the budget i didn't write another report simply waiting for either a confirmation that another upside move could happen which meant that we should not have really fallen below the 61% retracement mark now as we did that what also occurred is that you had many many markets uh, especially the asian markets uh, break critical levels that they are actually not done so for the last two years and in fact we actually have still not done that because our critical similar level would be the 11000 mark where you have a trend line of all the lows that connect uh, the 2018 bottom and 2019 bottom but what uh, occurred i think at the end of uh, the last week which is also the monthly close is that you ended up closing below key averages pushing your monthly momentum uh, which at least our momentum which we follow the uh, you know proprietary indicator back into the sell mode now uh, and this after three divergences on the monthly chart so this was an interesting point where you have to make a choice between the bull case and the bear case i think the final takeaway will come once you have a clear five wave decline on the daily charts till that point of time i think the bulls and bears will continue to knock heads as to whether 11000 is breaking or not you have a couple of indicators uh, so i have put it posted an addendum to the long shot report that we wrote over the weekend uh, just to make that last debate which is uh, the bull case would be you know you hold this level and this entire wedging pattern which appears like a wedge now many people are able to spot it and post it online even on twitter whether it's a wedge or is it a running triangle so we can have that argument while this is forming but once you have an impulsive decline uh, what elliot wave analysis would suggest is that every bounce is then a counter trend bounce so we are waiting for that final shot but the setup based on just my experience is that uh, it does look like things have rolled over uh, and it's not time to really be complacent about that i would really want a sign that something has changed uh, again uh you know t- giving us hope that you know things will just work out somehow uh, otherwise the situation looks like it's going to get worse before it gets better and in that light then you'll end up breaking this lower end of the range and then i think the bigger scenario itself uh, goes for a toss which is what a lot of people are still not anticipating or probably hoping that you know the wind will just blow over this is just a panic reaction to the corona virus as though the economy was already not weak and the current situation has not put us in a tight spot as far as that is concerned 11000 breaks in case 11000 breaks do you think that officially we will be in a long term bear market my current uh, sense is that the answer to that question is likely going to be yes not just because of the break of the level stand alone which is one of the reasons the second is that if that happens the recent fall that we are seeing from the 12246 level will start looking like an impulsive five wave decline and then from there on 
we would start anticipating that most rallies will not be more than what is a retracement of that decline. So that will be a big change in terms of behavior. Uh, just to highlight that behavior is already showing up in the bank nifty it's already been falling it's had two impulsive declines and we're watching if this ends up being a third uh, the nifty had still not done so and so that's going to be the case if it does break 11k are we looking at a 2008 like crisis so i think it will be a different crisis uh in, in fact in many ways if this does become a global bear market it would be worse than what is 2008 simply because I think some people have called it an every, everything bubble, which means that we've had various asset classes bubble up uh, to an extreme degree, not just equities, but right now you're seeing it in bonds because of all the, not just the QE money that has gone into it, but also now the safe haven buying that is going into it. So uh, just yesterday, in fact, you have a 92% bullish sentiment towards US long bonds, which means that 92% uh, of traders were bullish on the bond market. Now, bond deals have fallen to the lowest level on the long bond, which is the 30-year bond in the uh, last month. And uh, that's an, a complete extreme. And that's happening with this kind of sentiment means that you might be in the process of making maybe a longer term top in the bond market itself. The bigger risk, in fact, for US comes actually from uh, you look at spreads, which is the spread between the high yield credit and uh, the US tenure and those spreads have actually started to widen and moment they do that itself creates risk. Uh, now the last and but not least I think we saw this panic reaction in terms of volatility the US volatility index ended up hitting 50% okay and it's hit this the ninth time in the history of uh, the US and each of those times there was a panic and then it recovered from there it happened in 9-11 post the Y2K bug it's happened a couple of times over the last six years 2016 and every time there's like even 2018 Every time there's been a panic reaction in the market, you see in the US week spike and then come back from 50%. The risk really is, will you continue to remain at elevated volatility levels and will you even go past 50%? Because if that happens, it will probably become as bad or worse than 2008 from a, at least a volatility perspective because that's the only time the VIX went above 50%. Dow just uh, recovered 5%. Do you see uh, the central bank interfering, even RBI in fact has issued a press release today that they are closely looking into the financial markets and they might step in when required now what do they mean that they are going to step in in india we've really never seen the central bank step in in any major way so this is going to be completely new but they've done a couple of new things for example the ltros that they announced and the uh, you know measures that they took even in december to you know, start getting into the bond market to drive yields lower. These were measures we'd really never seen them do before. We've only seen them in the US market and the Fed and European market actually do it. So it was a step in an attempt to push bond yields lower. Now I'm really, this is going to be an interesting part and I've actually not written about bonds in the uh, long shot report. And it's because I, I think it's a confusion point. In uh, September, I actually thought bond yields will start falling in, in I think even in Jan, I wrote that. And I thought maybe it's a five-wave decline happening from the highs that we saw at over 8% sometime last year. But what has happened is that bond yields have actually not gone below the low that they actually made in the last quarter. You know, so despite all these actions, bond yields are actually making a slightly higher bottom. And this may come as a surprise because most of us are looking at the yield below 7% and declining in the short term. But it's not gone below where we were earlier. So this failure, this is already a failure that you've not really been able to push interest rates down. 
now that you have this crisis what is the rbi going to do to keep interest rates continue to go down and especially if us yields start rising that would be a completely different risk now are they going to come directly into equity markets and do something or they or will they aggressively try to cut rates it's really uh, so your question is apt it's hard to really imagine what they will do because if they do something it will be something they have never done before because everything that they've done so far is not really yielding the kind of results that you'd want to see which even they themselves have said have, has been little hard to see uh, you know the rates get uh, pushed down the line with banks and so uh, transmission never really happened so where that puts us is with global central banks i think this was expected i think after our own budget when the first coronavirus had, uh, you know news started flowing in and i did read a couple of uh, you know i listened to a lot of youtube videos and other channels just to keep an eye on what the alternative news are saying even though some of it uh, you know goes all over the place i did find a very clear thought process coming from someone who had a medical background saying that you know this thing was going to spread and it was extremely infective but despite that i thought for example because it was being contained in china that it would not really get across so which is why my commentary remained a little bullish i think till mid of feb and i was also hoping that central banks because they have said they will step in uh, that that action might actually keep markets from breaking down but finally market action is supreme market action is already showing that it is breaking down so you cannot really rule that out now in that context now that you already got a breakdown you know the economies are going to slow down because of the virus impact because of the behavioral problems that everybody is going to face and social mood which is what we actually track at the broadest level elliot wave analysis it is a study of mass behavior and it's really a study of social mood now if mood changes corporations don't want to travel they don't want to book anything people don't want to go out and eat they don't want to go to movie theaters these are all behavioral trends that will take time to change unless this blows over and in the meantime it's having an impact on the economy so to think that you know now this will you know get resolved by a few rate cuts or and in fact we don't know central banks might say this is an exogenous event we don't really need to act right now it doesn't hurt the economy except for the short term but in the meantime therefore it might end up hurting financial markets far more than we think it might so i will just look at this as news we know that in every bear market which we've seen whether it was y2k or whether it was the housing bubble once the market turned central banks continued to cut interest rates and it didn't work it didn't work till at least 400 or 500 basis points worth of cuts so to think that only rate cuts are going to solve the problem might not be the answer what you are going to really need is fiscal intervention which a couple of nations are trying like hong kong is trying it australia tried to announce a rate cut their market still fell so we'll have to really watch the situation i would not i would think that what their announcements will do is create volatility in the market but not necessarily change the trend that's that's my broad take okay the last time when we had the podcast you were mentioning about the dollar breaking out in in fact day before yesterday a couple of days back it really broke out we are able to see a large movement in the currency today what is your view on this where are we looking at the dollar rupee now so very very interesting situation because for a while i thought when i was still thinking bullish for the nifty that the nifty and us dnr maybe both go up together because the long term chart of the us dnr continued to remain interesting throughout the quarter it was not going back below the uh, 20 month average it was not going below the 20 quarter average it continued to hold on to these levels uh, even on every pullback even it tried rallying and sold off but it never went below these so there was a setup that was continuously staring at you saying that you know for some reason it might move higher and so i mentioned that a couple of times uh people were were rightly saying that well if that happens then how will the market really go up 
now you have a situation where the market was even though it was falling i think for the for most of feb the usdnr did not react but just in the last four days so i think friday becomes the breaking point for both the currency and for equity in equity we got a big gap down in equities on friday and i will call that gap down as the recognition point usually in a third wave uh, of a market decline you get a recognition gap that recognition gap is basically the market recognizing that something has permanently changed or something has gone wrong now unless we really fill that gap and that gaps between around 11530 and uh, i think 11380 on that day we tried to push till 430 i think yesterday and we haven't gone above it yet so unless we really fill that gap that gap is now the level from where every sell off will tend to happen and simultaneously as equities recognize that something is wrong on friday the usdnr broke out on the highest volume in i think since 2013 we did 53 lakh contracts so the last time we did that much volume was 2013 when we had, we had the crisis and rajan had to dr rajan had to come in and be, become the governor of of uh, the rbi so that's where we are and also volumes exploded and volumes have been high for the last 3 days today we've we are the third day uh you know with the usdnr moving higher in fact for those who haven't noticed the intraday move today was almost 80 to 90 paisa because we opened some 20 paisa down and then we continued to move up throughout the day on the usdnr so a 90 paisa move today where the currency is really indicating that we have a problem you know so now you have the currency market itself saying i don't care everybody may be bouncing up but i'm going the other way you know so now are you going to be buying so this is another interesting question people ask that oh usdnr goes up should i buy tech stocks now you ask yourself this question in the current environment when the world economy is slowing you think the tech stocks are going to do exceedingly well when most of the business especially for indian tech comes from us so this is i think uh, this is why people don't people you know try to make you know calculations completely based on bizarre functions without having plotted a usdnr and a tech index chart over a 15 year time horizon and seeing that they do not have that kind of a correlation that usdnr goes up and tech stocks go up it has never happened in 20 years why should it happen today so uh, to you know cut it down uh, the weakness in the inr is essentially indicating that you're going to continue to get pressure on the market unless that trend changes which doesn't look like any time soon because it's not just the inr but the entire emerging market currency complex that is falling apart that is going to put pressure on the market in case nifty breaks 11000 for the investors long term investors read the long shot report and get a full perspective of what we are trying to say rather than uh, me simply uh, tell you this is what you should do uh, there there are two two people who need to you know and so i answered this in detail today's uh, addendum there are investors and there are traders the traders really need to watch for whether this you know fall so far which looks three waves continues to become a five wave decline so they would have to trade it accordingly will does it fill this gap or not and for long term investors the real answer will be yes if you get a five wave decline it means that uh, the you know times are going to be bad uh, but the here's the thing with elliot waves that five waves is essentially a directional indicator and every time you complete five waves you get a three wave bounce back so should you really wait for a three wave bounce back before you actually start you know cutting back on your portfolios or should you really panic because the 11000 level bro- broke so that's i think something you would have to seriously think about Uh, alternatively find yourself to maybe ways to hedge i just gave you an indication the currency market is sometimes a good hedge to a portfolio if you are not able to exit and i think a lot of people don't have a multi asset class approach so this is why the moment i mention currency people think oh how do i buy the currency a lot of people i've met don't even know how to participate in that market even though it's actively traded on the exchanges so 
getting yourself comfortable with you know doing uh, doing having a multi class approach uh, is really important uh, people who know that would have actually participated in gold the last one month while this crisis was building gold gave very clear breakout signals we've identified them written about it and they and gold actually rallied for most of the last month so that that was another alternate asset class which uh, you know we cover and has done really well so to get that entire perspective i think uh, the best place is you go and read the report uh, and stay up to date with our daily notes uh, on those trends okay so that is it for uh, today's uh, podcast thanks rohit i really hope nifty doesn't break 11000 and all you know all turns well and uh, this corona virus uh, you know i am not sure where we are heading to but i really hope all ends well you know after learning elliot wave from you you know in the first batch i can see where we are uh, looking at you know it is it is quite serious i totally understand but i really hope 11000 doesn't break and this doesn't become a five way fall you know if not you know we are almost like looking at you know uh, uh, 10000 on the nifty i'm not sure you know i'm not i'm really not sure but what if it becomes a complex corrections or a double zigzag this is going to be a long term bear face what do you have to say so i think Uh, once that happens you have to prepare for the pain uh, i will not give numbers because those numbers can go bizarre and all over the place uh, based on especially uh, when we look at long term charts uh, and you actually think about a long term structure like i will say this is the end of a super cycle everyone knows i have talked about the economic winter and uh, if we had bubbled up to new highs in the nifty i would have just still not changed the underlying thesis that it's a winter hyper bubble but if you peak from here and you go into a winter bear market which is nothing more than a deflationary cycle then it's going to be painful uh, levels can be deeper than what normally people have come to expect because the advance of the last 6 to 7 year, 8 years uh, in the nifty has been very very slow so people have got used to a low volatility environment and think that low volatility is a free trade which is why options trading especially option selling has become the big game but as volatility comes back to the market i think a lot of people who have gotten very very comfortable with that low volatility environment uh will completely not be able to handle it so thanks rohit for all your time let's let's meet again next week and see where we are heading to before i wind up this podcast there's a small announcement india charts is coming up with a second round of mentorship batch starting from april 28 those who are interested please do call on 6361666629 to know more details Take care and stay healthy guys it was a wonderful 20 minutes uh, rohit thanks for your time thanks a lot john nothing in this podcast is investment advice views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work please consult a registered financial advisor for the same and yes please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge